mind-shifting moment, a learning from our guests that change their perspective, or a tool or technique I share to help you get in your zone of genius and stay in it, or a mind-shifting session where I get to help our guests shift their mind here and now and become a healthier and happier leader, and you get to follow along. We share, you listen, reflect, and implement. The world becomes a better place. Let's go. Hi, Gadar. Hi, Anna. So, I just uh, in the previous uh, episodes uh, with my last guest, I talked uh, about having the co-founder and how that can change things for your business, for the success, for its growth, but also for you as a founder personally. So we discussed that it's important to have a co-founder. And I know that you have experience of doing that and you've you've done it with a trial and error. So the message here is probably that it's important to choose the co-founder wisely, not just take someone. Could you tell us about your experience there and what should people look at and look for when they're choosing a co-founder? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And I mean, when you're choosing a co-founder, you know, first, you know, you need to get a passionate person for the solutions you are trying to implement in the world. And it's important that uh, the co-founder has not the same skills or set as you have. So identifying that in the person, you know, to get more diversity, because in the beginning, the company consists of the founder or the co-founder and no one else. And uh, there's no one else supplementing. There's no team yet. So it's important that the co-founder team has a broad spectrum of, you know, different different kinds of uh, talents and skill set. So so that's that's one uh, part of why I like to work with co-founder. The second one is... Uh, I mean, there's so many highs and lows and, you know, and uh, it's better to have someone there with you to experience those uh, highs and lows often at a time. So, so you're not uh, alone in that journey and uh, you have a reflective discussions on where to go next, what decisions to make and why. And having a co-founder uh, forces you to enable that discussions and, you know, even though you know, and you make decisions and even though at the time, you know, or even though it becomes a wrong decision, you know, though you, you know, you just, you talked about it beforehand, you discussed all the pros and cons. And at the moment you make the decision, it's the right decision. So you're not like, you're not in the same track. Oh, why did we go that route? Because you already reflected on it. You discussed on it. That was the best decision to make at that period of time. And then, you know, it's the wrong decision going forward, but you learn from it. So it's like, it's that communication that is needed to, I think, to evolve and learn and just like uh, build on that and have a debate, talk about, you know, the pros and cons, talk about why some things, what are the errors and, you know, think that critically about every step. So, yeah. So I think those two points are the most important one. And uh, I mean, it's, it's also good just to create the team from the beginning and set a goal and a route and a map on where you want to go and follow that map. Everything makes sense so far. What I'm thinking about is what I've seen in this entrepreneurial space is the differences of the expectations or what people can put into the company. Quite often, you you have a very short runway, right? You, you put, you're t- using your own investments or savings to get the company going. How do you set that up for success so that people are aligned there with their expectations? What can they put in and what can they get out of the company in the beginning? especially if they need to maybe work part-time uh, somewhere else to continue provide for the family, for themselves, et cetera. 
And that's a great point. I mean, uh, I mean, from the beginning, you need to create the business plan. I mean, and you need to see the valuation of the company and where you think you're going you need to, you know, research the space. So I, I would always suggest that people, before they tackle on the entrepreneurial journey to, you know, put like, what's the end goal here? And what, what are you going to create? That being said, I mean, of course, we are in a, in, a, in a capitalistic world where we sell products and services, and it's about disrupting those markets to get where you want to go. So I think it's just important. That's just the homework. And no, no one should just go into the entrepreneurial journey without you know, researching. Where are my margins? What's the goal with this project? Uh, what's, um, what are other companies doing? You know, what are the sales? Where should I target? And what, why is my product better or service better than everything else? So when you have that uh, aside and set up, you know, you know, the milestones, basically, okay, I think we need this amount of investment to get there. And I mean, of course, it should not be all about the money, but I would be lying if it's not about creating value, you know, and, and that, that has many forms of, of, uh, Many forms, because it's not, I mean, I think the most important thing to focus is, you know, the idea and implementation, how people will benefit from it, you know, from your solutions. And then the monetary value will follow if you do it right. But we live in, a, in a, an Excel world uh, where numbers rule the game. And it's important to, to set those up before and adjust as you go along. So, yeah, hope that answers your question a bit. It does. It does. What I wonder there, do you just discuss it or do you try to put it on paper? What, what is your experience or where do you stand there? Is, should the legal be involved in there? Or uh, and what is the good practice among the entrepreneurs that you know? Depends on which stage you're at. In the beginning, it's you cannot hire a legal help or, you know, but there are resources on the internet and they are many. There are tons of books where you can learn, you know, about other entrepreneurs, how they went along. So there's, there's tons of free resources out there, legally, you know, document-wise, and just blog about how to set it up and, and from going from A to B. The second is, I mean, in the beginning, you just need to do your research yourself. I mean, it's everything. You need to do everything yourself. And that's important. You need to know every aspect of the company, you know, where, because you need to become an expert in the field. And, and if you want to become an expert, you just need to dig deep. You need to do your homework. You need to work hard, learn a lot, uh, be productive, you know, figure out that you have only these many hours a day, use them, you know. And I think that's the key. You become an expert in the field where you are going to excel. If you don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think people will succeed. You know, honestly, I think, you know, if you want to uh, create a product of some sense, you know, or service that is in certain kind of market, Read everything you can about the market. Read the history. Read, you know, you know, if it's IT, if it's a software, go deep there. You know, when did they first started implementing these solutions? And just like, why today we are offering this? And then you can sell your story and, and concept better because you have wide understanding and you have like uh, a certain kind of a, a, a grip on where you're going. So, so, and that also applies for funding and, and trying to, achieve uh, certain monetary results that you have those entire 360 degrees understanding of the whole spectrum of where you're going and you need to do it yourself i mean there's no cutting corners you know it's just 
It will bite you in the back <laughs> later exactly. on. Just read that book about financing, you know, and learn those. Because if you don't have any idea where you're going into, then then you it may and most likely might become a problem. But the good news is that there's ton of resources out there, and you don't have to sit. I mean, you know, if you wanna, you don't have to be expert in financing. But it's good you have basic understanding of it and how it works and where are the key parameters there. What have been your mistakes with choosing the co-founders? In the past, I mean, it's like not seeing the early signs of uh, miscommunications or personality errors, you know, uh, and just not taking them serious because you believe in the idea and you really want to make it happen that you are not noticing uh, the faulties in your co-founder. They might have different kinds of motive than you have. And that just turns out you know, to be true at very late stage where it could have been avoided earlier just if you listen to your gut about people and, and where you're going. So so I think that's the biggest mistake is like, I would not say avoiding, but just seeing those signs and uh, decide to uh, not, you know, do anything about them. How were the, those signs for you? What was it? What, what was this gut feeling? How was it in your body or what were your thoughts? Like... Uh, you're going a direction, you have an agreed upon, like, this is where we're going. And then uh, someone becomes, you know, not happy with a certain way on communication or where we're going. And just like, you notice it immediately and you don't understand why. At the same time, you know, something is uh, brute in the background that you're not aware of. And it just pops up like it's a minor detail when it's a huge detail. It's not addressed correctly in the proper manner. So... So a lot of like uh, scheming and stuff that is like not trustworthy and, you know, you just need to be 100% transparent about everything and have the discussion before and, and sometimes decisions are made behind your back and then you know you're in trouble Then you should get the hell out. Get he- the hell out or, or fight kick. Or, yeah. Yeah, or fight for your existence, depending on where you are at the company and the, who are your supporters. How, how are you working with that learning of your or that lesson of yours nowadays is it about conversation more often is it somehow different processes or role definitions what is it yeah it's it's it's, it's about having those conversations you know honest laid back at least weekly conversations on about what's happening uh, where are we progressing what is the important points and you know talk about those pink elements in the room you know they are there and don't be afraid to you know, uh, talk about sensitive issues. I mean, it's hard to get into that kind of thinking because you, you, you. I mean, you want to have a, a vibrant and you know team that is like, you know, want to focus on all the good stuff. But you really need to go to the pain of the business and see. Okay, this is not working very well. Why uh, is it my fault or is it like something that I worked upon? And just like flushing that out. And they have a saying in Denmark that I really like. Uh, and they say, because I was educated there, they say, Lorten Poport. This basically mean, uh, and sorry for my uh, language, shit on the table. So you can digest it, you know, and just like, why is this happening here? Let's just, why is this, what is the problem with this? And now we talk about it through. And I think that's key, you know, it's like, you need to focus on where you're going. It, it's, it's, it's important to know that it's not a, a, a happy ride. 100% of the time. It's like, it's a, it's a roller coaster. And it's like, there are 
tremendous problems and, and conflicts. And, and you just have to take the debate. I mean, and, and, and if you're wrong, admit that you are wrong. I mean, it's like, and that you did a mistake. It's like, that's the only way to learn. You know, okay, you made a decision fast and you didn't consult someone about it. And that's what happened. Try to avoid them, you know, and, and by being upfront about it, I think you become a better co-founder, better team member and a better leader as well, because you're leading by example. And that's just human nature. And you will make mistakes. That's just a, that's just a factor of it. Try to avoid them by being upfront with them when they happen and you learn something about it. So to summarize it, it sounds like it's really about the communication and transparency first and foremost, to discuss the expectations, then to go through the progress, to, to check in regularly with each other. How are we doing? Where, where are we standing right now? Are we still aligned? And it sounds like you believe that that can actually keep the co-founding teams tight and successful in the long term. Yeah, absolutely. And communication is key. And we are human beings. And we operate by communications and social interactions. And we need to align on a mutual goal and be and know everything, you know. So so I think that's the key factor. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Carter. Thank you, Anna. Nice to be here.